Welcome to the Ether. Today's Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Stealth X AMA hosted by Cosmos Haas. Let's take a listen. Hey, hello everyone. And this is Maria and hopefully everybody can hear me well. Uh, I'm the Chief Marketing Officer of Stealth X and today we will be talking about how we work with Cosmos and have some lovely chats on instant exchanges, and pretty much everything actually that we can cover in the spare time that we have. Probably you'll have some questions. We'll be happy to cover those as well. Um, and today I'm joined by the co-host. <laughs> and yeah, hey, and Cosmos Haas is with me here today. And yeah, hopefully he can tune in and say hi to everybody as well and probably introduce yeah, so thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, we, I guess we can let the uh, potentially let the room fill up a little bit, but yeah, yeah, sure. So yeah, I'm glad to be here, and hopefully get a couple people. I, I do, regardless. I will have it posted, and it doesn't really technically matter the outcome of the live people because I get a lot of people that do listen to the recordings, and sometimes like this time slot's not the best for everyone. As America's most people are still working and getting off of work, but. That kind of works with my schedule, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, this is, um, I just, you know, I'm going to get into what we're going to talk about, but I just wanted the pe people out there to realize like this is a good alternative to um, people in Cosmos that want to purchase other tokens that are outside of IBC with a simple, basically a simple, secure, and private, uh, non doxing way of, you know, sending. Like say Adam to Stealth, and then having it go to you know whatever wallet that you predetermine. So, looking forward to the combo. Yeah, sure. Uh, thank you very much, and yeah, we'll let the people join, and we'll be happy to share the recording as well. You usually do some kind of like a recap on our YouTube of all the sessions that we have. This is not a particularly like an AMA session that we have usually. I think it's more of like kind of free flowing chat that probably will go into some questions and probably just like have some ideas shared on how everything works there I'm, I'm not sure where it will all go but we will just keep it like friendly and hopefully informative like let, let's let's put it this way yeah for sure so I know when we had a conversation how long has stealth x been out for so we have been like released as sort of like an MVP in 2018. I was not with the team yet, so I have joined in 2020. Yeah, I started working in 2020 before I was working in some other projects that dealt with basically the same thing and also some crypto wallets. And yeah, so Stealthex has been around for like pretty much a while. In crypto, time flies usually, so like 
2018 seems very, very far away, especially with what's going on. And yeah, so it started as a very small kind of like a local project with like a couple team members. The team has changed over the time, but yeah, like the whole idea that we would like to do instant and non-custodial swaps, it was like this when it started and it is like this now. It just kind of grew to be more kind of fitting to all kinds of users. So now we have fiat purchases, for example, because like we realize, and obviously everybody realizes that, that there are people who want to onboard into crypto and don't know where to buy it or don't want to mess with like custodial exchanges, don't want to register on Binance or something like this. So yeah, they can do it without it. And we even have like a no KYC policy of purchasing crypto if it's above $900. So you can pretty much just jump in if you want to go in with like a lesser amount. So yeah, this is what we do. So let me catch that. So any, are you saying any type of swap over $900 you have to KYC yourself? No, 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 not swap, but fiat. We have fiat. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I understand what you mean. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I use your services uh, quite often. I, I like I said, I used to use Simple Swap, and I actually had a better, even a better experience with you guys recently. So I've been using you guys, and you know, a lot of times I do primarily focus on Cosmos, and I do stack like all those tokens. So like a service like this really technically isn't necessary during those time periods, but there's quite often times where. I'm like, you know what, I want to get this token or that token, and they clearly are outside of IBC, and maybe I want to start a um, a fresh wallet and, and get a new wallet, and, you know, it's, the, the problem I have in general in this space is, you know, as, as, as transparent as everything possibly is, it's also nice to be private, like I'm a very private individual, and it's not that I ever have anything to hide, it's just that I think it's just like our rights as humans to like, not be stalked or have everyone know everything about us at every single moment. This is kind of not how I roll. I mean, technically, I guess a lot of the younger generation have, have, have they may have already been like inundated with putting their whole life on social media. I'm a little bit older. And when social media took off, actually, in fact, I was in college and one of the, to totally kind of dox myself, we were one of the first colleges ever to have the Facebook. And um, it was just just for like that type of thing. But all you could do at the time was just basically poke people and, and I think maybe DM. And that was pretty much it. And even then, like I never really felt comfortable putting every single thing that I was doing on there. And um, I don't do any of that. Like even even right now, I don't even tell people who Cosmos Haas is. I mean, the people have met me in the space, but I don't even tell my family. And it's not that anything I have to hide. I just want to chill out and do what I want to do and not be bothered by people that, you know, that um, I don't want to say bothered with people because I help everyone out in this space, but just bothered with like people that know me in real life and go, oh, well, yeah, I see you have, uh, you know, almost 18,000 followers. And like, I just don't want to, I don't want any of that. Like I'm the type of person that, could have millions of dollars and no one would even know i just chill just i'm just kind of my personality so i like this service and i kind of went off a little tidbit there but i like the service because you know i could start up a, a fresh metamask wallet 
you know, I could send Adam to you guys and have it sent to whatever type of, of coin I want to get, you know, it could be whatever. So I, I like that a lot. Yeah, thank you. And actually, yeah, that's the whole idea that I think like today before our whole spaces thing, I was just sitting there and thinking about like all the aspects of privacy and remembered like some general words that were said on the matter. I, I believe it was on like Zcash conferences that this uh, like the privacy is the right that you can choose to like either share, like you can share your data with somebody or you can not share. Like this is your way. Like I don't want to share, so I'm not going to do it. It's not because you have something to hide. It's not because you did something wrong. It's not because you live some kind of like a shady lifestyle, but you just choose to conceal it at some point because like you want to live a normal, happy life without being bothered by people, for example. Or like you don't want to have social networks. It's perfectly fine. And we as a service, we want to give this possibility and give this opportunity to people because many centralized exchanges force you into sharing your personal data. They force you into creating personal cabinets. And with services like Celex, with instance exchanges, you don't have to do it. So if you choose to, then you can go to the place that requires. So if you don't want to, if you want to start like a fresh wallet again, if you want to just swap that's like it it has a very very easy purpose and yeah i believe that this is important that you can actually like choose and not have to do something that a service mandates you to and like makes you do it yeah so for anyone out there like this type of service it's really cool because you can send uh whatever token you want essentially to a wallet that's never been used before and they take you know they just transact it you you put whatever wallet address you know you want it to be sent to so like you can send adam and say hey i want uh xrp or i want whatever token that's outside of ibc that makes it useful um i mean hell you could even do ibc to ibc if you wanted to start up a new wallet and basically it'd be fresh and uh, i guess in theory not be completely docs or whatnot and um like i said it's just it's our right for privacy i just think it's no one's business you know i think i don't know if this is true or not i seen a tweet and you can't always take twitter you know as factual but um i don't use coinbase but um there was something on there they implemented where if you are sending something from your wallet that's been docs to another wallet if it's not like Coinbase stocks, they want to know like everything about that particular wallet. And I just think that's kind of crazy. It's no one's business, you know? Um, it's just, it's, it's nuts. Cause like I, I follow like world policies and economics and things that go on. And, um, you know, there's, you know, people in power that'll have hundreds and hundreds of like really sketchy transactions that happen potentially with their banks and, you know, people cover it up. They're like, ah, eh, it's okay. Cause this person knows this person or my dad's this person. And, but then they're worried about, you know, uh, somebody in crypto that uh, wants to send, you know, a thousand dollars to this wallet, to that wallet. It's like, it's none of your business. You know, like I just think a lot of this in this space uh, is a little bit nuts uh with with the it's just like evasion of privacy i guess they're so enamored and so trained like with web 2 that everything all your data is out there so they can just basically sell it and you know one of the things that i love about this space and web 3 is that it's slowly <clears throat> excuse me slowly and surely getting um bringing the rights back to you as a as an individual so if you want to share your data you can and 
Hopefully we can live in a society in, in the future where all your data is private. And if you want paid, um, if someone wants your data, they got to pay you for it, rightfully so. And not, and not, you know, not stealing it and selling it to everywhere else. So. That's very fair. Actually, I think that in crypto, there is this point that people are afraid of it in many cases because, like, because they think that it hides something. So you said that with banks, they can just conceal transactions because like somebody's this and that. But like if people use crypto, then it's like some definitely shady and sketchy stuff. I, I believe it just happened because like of the Silk Road, probably it was like a thousand years ago already. But also it has this kind of link. I don't know, probably people who are not in crypto definitely have this link because like they, they've been told that Bitcoin is bad, all the other cryptos are even worse, and it's all kind of made for either concealing something or like, I don't know, some activities with purchases of like illegal substances or something, stuff like that. Well, when they start actually getting into it, they realize that it's definitely not in, in majority of the cases, like in very majority of the cases. And it actually grants the kind of freedom and liberty and decentralization that everybody talks about that governments definitely don't like it. <laughs> that that's the point yeah i mean really at the end of the day it's it's giving less power to the people that have too much power in in, theory, in essence because this world was built on people um taking fees for no reason you know like so the people that have been kind of leeching off humanity for you know th i guess thousands of years they're slowly but surely starting to lose those rights and um you know and there's you know people are worried because of that they they're not getting the free meal every time now because you can actually send uh, a currency from one place on the planet to the other with with essentially no fee so all those intermediaries that have been leeching off people forever they're they're not needed you know and um it does scare them i mean it's like a business. It's like their business is getting taken away from them slowly but surely. So they they do say like stuff like that, and you know these type of really powerful people. They own a lot of, um, you know, the media, and they sit there. Bitcoin's bad, and all this other stuff. But in fact, it's it's pure money. And people that say that are just like kind of delusional because the United States dollar is like everywhere on the planet, and there's so much dirty U.S. dollars all over the world. So, like, I don't want to hear that point that people are buying like crypto to do nefarious acts. Yeah, I'm sure there are some, but I mean, most people aren't. Just like most people that have United States dollars or the franc or whatever sort of currency that they have aren't doing nefarious information. It's just this just makes it a more fair playground for everyone. And it actually, for the first time, you know, in 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 the history of humanity, it's given rights to essentially everyone: privacy rights and financial rights. Because most people have a smartphone, so now they can have a way of growing, growing as a person, growing as financial instrument, and they don't have to completely rely on their particular currency that they live in. Because some people outside of like American and developed countries don't really understand that. You know, there's no other options for a lot of these people. They just, what are they going to do? You know, save their currency under their bed and hope they don't get like robbed. But then also, their infl their particular currency is just inflated to to you know, it's just inflated so much that it doesn't even matter if they do save money. It's not. It's pointless. So 
at least with crypto, you know, whether it's Bitcoin or whatever sort of hard asset, you can save it. And at least, you know, like, hey, there's these this many of these tokens and currency or um, in circulation and can only be minted ever. So you can kind of have an idea, you know, like I just it makes it more fair just all around. And um, that's kind of why I got into this space a little bit is I'm a in real life, I'm a tax accountant and I've studied economics and accounting and kind of a finance person. Like I've been involved with money my whole entire life. I was like a weird kid that always saved money and I always wanted money for Christmas and holidays. I didn't want any gifts and I used to save money and collect money and coins and everything else. I had a safe when I was a little kid. I actually still have that safe to this day. And um, I've always studied money and, and all all crypto really is, is, it's many things. It's not just the currency, but it's 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 an asset that you can actually understand and see and realize because no one can tell you like, hey, there's these many United States dollars in circulation or, hey, there's this much current. Like there's no one knows, but at least with crypto, you know, because the code can't be altered, you know, so it's great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like from the monetary perspective, crypto is great and from the service perspective, it's even more interesting because we still, I, I believe, and I'm definitely not the first person who will say that in the space. I'm probably like a millionth, but we're still early. Like services are definitely on the kind of like this path of um, improving and of like becoming better and just use because crypto is not the easiest asset to use, to be honest. Like, okay, cash is definitely easier than crypto because you have to understand it like when you get into it it's easier but you have to kind of onboard that's the first thing you have to store it somehow and not lose it and just choose the services that you're okay with so th this in at this point i actually have a question to you whether you think that this kind of like semi-banking apps and centralized apps like coinbase and others that kind of like try to kind of like remove this gap between like crypto and other digital assets like dollars and euros that you can use will be more kind of successful probably like they are they are already very successful but will they win the the whole thing or people will turn to like proof of keys and turn to non custodial and turn instant at some point when they kind of get the values probably and understand what crypto is all about or will it be about like mass adoption without yeah, the regard it's a really tough question because i do firmly believe that we are in a, like a super cycle and what i mean by that is not necessarily the price point per token i just mean by the mass adoption of millions and millions and even billions of people going to be in this space over the next three to five years so whether that makes all the prices of, of these tokens go up a lot or not, um, that's a different story. However, you know, if you look back at history, 1999 and 2000, maybe even in 2001, like a lot of mainstream media and articles were calling like the Internet like a fad. And basically it's just like, you know, I don't know, something to do, but nothing, to, nothing to be serious. But obviously they were completely wrong. I mean the um the internet is essentially a part of every business in the world if you conduct some sort of business you can use the internet to to make your your business more sufficient and i think crypto is just an evolution part of that process as well now when it comes to monetary value 
to say like one Bitcoin is going to be worth one Bitcoin or like that particular value uh, is ba- like like things are going to be based off the price point of Bitcoin. I, I don't see that happening in any of our lifetimes. I think that's going to take forever uh, because it's not like the people in power in these governments, specifically with America, they're not going to they're not going to allow that to happen. I still think things are going to always be pointed in uh, like valued in a United States dollar. I mean, realistically, if you if you're studying the, the trends right now, most of these smaller countries, they're they're losing their peg to any sort of like in-house currency. And it's getting it's getting taken by, you know, the uh, mainly the United States dollar. But I'm sure like the yen and the uh, I think the Russian is the ruby or whatever it's called. But like <clears throat> I'm sure like some of those cur- currencies are, are, are being more disseminated throughout the globe. Um, you know, a lot of the things, in my opinion, that are going on with the world economics is the fact that. Um, there's so much U.S. dollar in other countries, you know, like Saudi Arabia and all that. That's that's why we use them. Because realistically, in America, we have enough resources for every every aspect of everything. We technically in this country don't need any other country for anything, but we we do that type of stuff. And I don't know if it's just like this huge chessboard that it's about like global control or whatever it is. I'm not trying to be conspiratorial or anything, but. You know, there's there's so many resources. I mean, where I live at right now, someone can drill down, and get natural gas. I mean, there's natural everything where I live at. Like, I could literally live off my land and and never need anything really if I wanted to. Um, and that's just one part of America. Like, there's everything. There's beach. There's water. There's uh, creeks. There's rivers. There's mountains. There's sand. There's beach. You know, like there's every sort of infrastructure, and um, <clears throat> in this country. And, and it's just you know it's the to me the United States dollar is 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 everywhere so like that's never gonna be that and at the end of the day people want to spend money on stuff so like I always think in my opinion if crypto is gonna go to where we all think it can go that there's gonna be all these you know thousands of micro economies so we'll use Cosmos for an example like I firmly believe that. Um, whether it's a, a stable coin that's only pegged to like the actual cosmos or a stable coin that's you know for Cardano or whatever like that that uh, stable coin can't be used in other uh, blockchains that aren't like kind of inside that like uh, that initial infrastructure. I think we all found out like the UST debacle with Luna um, was too big, too fast. And whether, whether it was, it was a good try or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it got squashed, you know, like really fast. And I think it's because it was all over the place. And I don't know if we do some sort of bartering system in the future, like, okay, like, okay, everyone in Cosmos will accept this currency no matter what. And it's always pegged to this sort of value because people want to spend money. It always will be, it always has been. So you need something to be stable. And in order for it to be stable, you can't buy something like, okay, I have an Atom token. It's worth $10 today, and I could buy X amount of things today. And then a week from now, I can only buy you know, less than that or more than that. Like people, you need to, something to be stable. So like I always think that the, I mean, at least in my lifetime, that the dollar in some fashion is going to be pegged to something. Now, you know, the governments aren't just going to sit by. They'll get their currencies out there and, you know, it'll be super centralized. And I don't even see what the difference would be if, if they had their own global digital currencies. I don't see any difference of how everything's ran right now. But 
that's kind of my thing right now that I kind of think. I don't know if it makes any sense, but that's kind of what I feel that would happen over the long haul. This is like about the general money use kind of and like what actually this like opinions on how crypto can be used for real world payments and like stable coins going on forever. And people who are against crypto usually say like, okay, crypto is all fun, but you can't pay for coffee, which is wrong. And yeah, so this is about the kind of like the usage and the centralization that can happen. But getting back to the question, like, what about the services in general? Like, do you think that in here we will see a little bit more of a move to decentralization? Because it's been interesting, like, for the past, I don't know, probably several months, like three to four months, there has been so many, like, bad cases of custodial of centralized services where the money went away, the data went away, like, all kind of stuff that can happen in a centralized service did happen which is like obviously it's not okay for the users but people still use them in in, like very many cases will there be kind of like a turn against that i mean it already has been i mean like that's one of the many reasons i love cosmos because you own everything in cosmos and no one could take your stuff from you unless you give out your seed phrase or, or you have malware on your computer and somehow somebody someone gets your like you know, key logger or whatnot, but it's your, it's your crypto, your keys, your crypto, you know, you can be on all these different decentralized platforms and and make yield. And um, it's like having rules with no rollers. And that's one of the many reasons that I love Cosmos. Like I started traditionally with what everyone else does with Bitcoin and Ethereum and Cardano, because if you get into this space early and most people are going to use YouTube for their education you know they're those those are pumped by vc money so they're going to be at the top of the list and plus they're a little bit older and and been around the block so to speak but for the most part there's literally no vc money in cosmos whether and cosmos is i don't know how many blockchains it is right now maybe 45 or to 50 ish right now and they're all sovereign entities so like it's like having your own um give me one second my i I just got done eating so i need to clear my throat i don't want to do that But anyways, like Cosmos is basically, uh, it, it, it brings so much utility and value from every perspective, whether you're a developer, whether you're just a community member or whatnot. And um, you, you can have your own sovereign chain and have your own roles, your own validator sets. Like you can alter the code to, to hit your niche, whether you want it to be a super fast blockchain or whatever your use case is for it. So it gives you that type of flexibility. And Cosmos is just getting started most of the chains are basically less than a year old and um it's too it's truly decentralized even the way that the data gets sent from one chain to the other is completely decentralized they're called relayers and the relayers are just think of it as having like a digital post postal service out out there that delivers all the data from one chain to the other and that's that's all possible with like tendermint ibc and it truly is nailed, in my opinion, it, it's all the infrastructure that any chain needs, whether they're already enabled or not, for data to be sent back and forth. And there's no way of stopping it. So, like, you know, any chain out there wants to do it, they can technically do it. They can just en- enable IBC. And it's not like it's competition. All it is is the Internet of Blockchain Communication. That's what IBC stands for. 
So it just adds this like natural value and it's like the butterfly butterfly effect that you can send data back and forth and and it just it opens up the endless possibilities of true decentralization. And some of these chains right now and I think a lot of the problems and this isn't necessarily anything involved with with IBC right now. It's some of them outside of it that they do have a lot of venture capitalist money. And venture capitalists want the most ROI. They want, they want, that's what they're there for. That's why they're giving you millions of dollars to do whatever. So what do they want? They want one chain to rule the rule the whole world. You know, they don't want, you know, six, 75, hundred different chains because it takes away from people looking at their chain. But I don't think that's the way the future is going to be. And that's not what crypto was even meant to be. And that's why, that's why Bitcoin has, has as antiquated as it is, it will always stand the test of time. Because it, it is just like a store of value and um, it, it doesn't have, it, you, it, anyone can get it. Like you can be a nobody and get Bitcoin or you can be someone with billions of dollars and get Bitcoin, but you don't rule the chain. Uh, you, you basically, are, you're just a part of it. And that's kind of like how Cosmos is with everything. Like you can be a part of it. And yeah, sure, if you own more of it, you can vote on different governance proposals and maybe you have a little bit more pull with that. But um yeah i mean it's truly decentralized and i don't believe that any of these central entities that you give them your crypto and then you can't just like you have to i don't think there should be anything such as gatekeepers so like when you look at like nexo and celsius and BlockFi and all those entities which again has a bunch of venture capitalist money so you don't know what they're doing with it they could just take your money and be doing anything with it and over leveraging and doing stupid stuff that's not um, advisable because they're trying to get you know return on their investment. Um, and and I don't know if that's necessarily ever going to be the case that will actually work because crypto is not intended for that. Bitcoin was not built for that. And these chains that are doing stuff like um, being more centralized, it, it's not it's not the way to go. It's this is supposed to be decentralized. So to answer your question, and I've been rambling. I don't think any of those would truly work because how how can you prove what they're doing? They would have to produce every record and it have to be on the chain and every single move that they're doing. And and all these different th- these applications, they're not on like like a cosh. It's it's a L, it's a blockchain in Cosmos. It's truly decentralized. It's basically like AWS, but it's de- it's end to end encrypted. It's decentralized. Like AWS isn't like they can just go in and get your files and do whatever they want with it, and you don't even, you can't even do anything about it because it's on a cloud that's not decentralized. So like I don't think any crypto should be um, should be basically um, having gatekeepers, so to speak. Now, if you want, if you are your own business, like say you had like a frequent flyer mileage, and you're like, hey. I want to build my own blockchain. Well, you can still use Cosmos SDK because it's open source technology, build your own chain and, and have your own validators. And you could be real centralized because it can help your business, uh, your business model. But like as for overall with like storing people's crypto and actually giving them some sort of return, those central entities, no, no thank you. Like I never, I never used them because it's just like, I didn't trust it. It's like, I'm going to give you all my crypto and you're going to give me what, like a, four or five percent yield on it and this space is already um as we all see it's just it's a roller coaster so no thank you for five percent you know what i mean i'd rather just keep it on a ledger and get zero percent just hope my crypto goes to the moon one day you know it's good to hear that i mean like as a person working with the centralized service obviously it's good to hear that but i think that the problem that still exists that probably people have this lack of education to use 
kind of non-custodial services so far because they kind of rely on centralized entities because it's just easier. You can always message support and they can like help you out or something like that. But also, again, uh, as you said, and it scares like the hell out of me that the fact that you put money somewhere and you trust some entity and it's your money like you earned it at some point and then it's totally untransparent like you cannot see where anything goes you cannot see whether they want to take it to do some stuff with it that you're never going to know about like nobody's going to tell you that and we've seen cases like this in history with like fiat with traditional money where governments took something for like wars and for like all sorts of stuff for putting their economy up and kind of saying people like, okay, you're just doing something for the good of your country or your, I don't know, government or anything. And they never got anything in return. So this is pretty much the same. You're trusting a company, which is obviously a business and they need funding to do something with your hard-earned crypto. And then it can just, basically disappear at some point but yeah that's that's i i can start ramble about it as well for a very long time but the point is that probably we either need more bad cases of something going wrong with crypto held by some third parties or we need more like decent information on what can go right if you hold your crypto by yourself and you use it by yourself and you use uh, the assets that are not centralized, where you can vote actually for something and decide where everything is going. Uh, the one more thing is that probably the services need to be more kind of easy to use. And that's where all the services are trying to go. And that's where we are trying to go with StealthX as well. So this is the constant kind of like move towards simplicity and towards the ease of use that is like it's definitely it can be achieved but it's a hard way like you need to work on the interface you need to work on the features to suit all sorts of users and to kind of like have your initial purpose which our initial purpose is the service to accept uh, to to swap cryptocurrency privately and to buy cryptocurrency so you onboard and you swap. This is very simple. Like we don't do anything else really. Uh, but you need to do it in such a manner that will be simple and fast and secure and understandable for everybody. That is not like some magic box that takes your money and goes somewhere with it. But it's just a simple service with automated swaps. So on this note, after after all this long monologue, I would like to ask you about your experience with instant services and how you find it and what do you think can be improved your kind of feedback you used our platform i'm super happy to hear it when we talked the first time uh, you didn't yet and so it would be great to kind of share your thoughts and experiences on the matter i mean it's been great so uh as for like experience i mean it's it is really simple but again i'm in this space for 15 hours or so nearly six five six days a week so you know i do have a lot of experience with a lot of uh, different technical um technicalities i mean i agree that crypto is super super confusing and it's not really user friendly at all to be honest with you uh, especially i always look at it like 
will my parents understand any of this? And I, my answer is always going to be no. Uh, most people could say that about any of their parents or grandparents or whatever. And uh, so as for that, though, like I do think it, we are growing and I, I enjoy the service because uh, I've tried to use like different, I don't know, like I think it's called Rango. And I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just that it took forever and some of the transactions failed. And I would just, but everything is on chain though. Cause you know, okay, well you have to connect, you know, this like, all right. So if I wanted to go from like Adam to something on Terra, then to from Terra to like Solana, then the Solana would go to like Ethereum. It'll show you all the transactions, but each one of those transactions that they're doing for you goes on chain, you know, as for a service wise, like it's cool that you can see all that. But it's obviously not private, you know, like people can be like, oh, man, like, you know, um, like they'll, they'll know your initial address or something. Maybe someone has it and they're seeing everything that you're doing. And none of that to me is anyone's business. But primarily, if you're going to use that objectively for like businesses or getting actually big money into this space, like hedge funds and all that, like they, they want their transactions to be private. You know, they don't want because that that's just like their competitors could just copy and paste all their moves that they're doing. That's one of the main faults that I have right now with blockchain, but there are solutions out there and I can get into all that. But as for your service, I really enjoy it because it is simple. It's like, Hey, I'm going to send you Adam. And you know what I want to get, uh, let's just use like BNB for an example. I'm not a big Binance fan, but let's say I wanted to get BNB. Here's my MetaMask address, you know, within a few minutes or so it's going to be in there. And it's just like, you know, it's just like a brand. I could I could start up a brand new wallet. It could be a fresh wallet that's never had one transaction in it before. Now I got this, uh, you know, this deposit into it, and um, th that's kind of how it should be. You know, and I, I enjoy that aspect. As for like feedback on improvements, um, I don't know if I, you have some. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't really have. I, I mean, I. Personally, I think it's pretty easy, you know, as long as you have your, your wallets up there. And what's cool about the whole process is like you don't have to create a login or anything. You could just do it instantly. And it's just like, here you go. Maybe the only questions that particular people out there may have is like, how does all that work? Do you guys store the crypto? Like, how can you make these types of swaps? Like, how, how big can the swap go up to? You know, like things maybe like that. And maybe people would have those particular type of questions. No, I'll be happy to answer those yeah. if people have them. Yeah, sure. Uh, so we work in a very simple manner, actually. When you create the swap, our system recognizes it, obviously. And then it goes to liquidity providers and say and checks if they have the crypto for swap available. So we don't store the money um, and we don't store your money and we don't store any money, actually. We just kind of connect your swap to a provider but we do it on our end so it's not you going to the provider but it's our like algorithm our addresses and if it matches and if it's okay then we send the crypto exchanged on like a provider it can be right now there are several there is binance there's kucoin there's uh heat btc there is uniswap and pancake swap so it really depends on the asset that you're exchanging 
So we just see the availability and see if it's possible to make the swap. And if it's possible, then send the money back to you. Uh, about the maximum and the minimum limit. With the minimum, we'll try to keep it as like minimal as possible because there are many people out there who want to try, who want to like exchange small amounts. And there are really, really many amounts like this. And we think that it's important to give this opportunity because not many services do, and we try to keep it like very low. With the maximum amount, there is, on some assets, there is a maximum amount, especially from the ones that go through Uniswap and PancakeSwap because there is a liquidity pool that's not always like very large. Uh, however, with the, uh, with the amounts that go through exchanges, uh, they, you can pretty much make limitless exchanges. Actually, it says, literally says in our name that we're a limitless exchange. And in this case, this is true. You can exchange large amounts with us. Uh, and my, my other follow-up question is, because like right now, I mean, yeah, Cosmos is very early and um, I don't, doesn't have the most liquidity. I mean, Osmosis has mainly all the liquidity. It definitely probably has, I don't even know how many millions, probably two, 300 million right now, kind of like locked up in the pools. Is, is would there be any chance of you guys like implementing like other additional tokens? Because like right now it's just basically from my understanding was just the Atom token, which isn't the biggest, yeah. but that'd be kind of cool. Like, cause I, I like Osmo and before just, this is kind of like a random topic. Um, Osmosis was really for the first time what I actually kind of fell in love with, with crypto because of the user experience, but also how we were talking about like the whole decentralization part and having like a protocol you can trust. And we were talking about like, can it be possible? Well, technically on Osmosis, they have live customer service and it's all decentralized because the, and what I mean by that is um, after, I don't know how long it was, like the chain started June 19th and then in October it went on chain and, and uh, basically support started up a support lab and the support lab was like 24 seven customer uh, service around the horn, like on telegram and discord. But then they also eventually took it one step further and built in, it's called customer. Um, and it's built in right into their, their interface. Like when you go on the landing page and if you had any particular questions, it gets routed, uh, and you're speaking to someone that has like, and I actually used to be one of me, I used to be a part of that. I, 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 I'm not at the moment anymore because of just like bandwidth and some other things, but, um, you know, it's extremely grateful for that opportunity. And it made me like really, it made me feel positive about the future of like true decentralization and, and finance and not having to have like all these intermediaries and, and, and osmosis doesn't own any of your crypto. You can do whatever you want for with it because it's uh, it's ran on a cost, which is like it's basically an end to end encrypted um, cloud service. And there's no way anyone can basically go in and take your crypto. Now, when there's smart contracts, um, upgrades and things like that technically if you're really good and there's some sort of um bug or whatever you can technically um probably it's happened once since it's been it's a year old where they found an exploit and drained a little bit of money it wasn't like it wasn't everyone's money but they did drain a little bit but they uh osmosis you know they they gave everything back and they were able to track it and the thing is too about like crypto the some of the things are are kind of good for everything being on chain because 
you know, if, if like someone did do something like that and took like a couple million dollars of whatever sort of token, well, you're going to be able to see what address it came from and then where it went. And I mean, really, I mean, people need, they're probably only going to be doing that because they want to try to cash it out. So then you send it to like a centralized place and then they're like, yeah, uh, this is definitely suspicious. This guy, you know, he's he KYC'd here and he he's only maybe had $15,000 of transactions ever. And all of a sudden $2 million are coming in. Like you, you, you know, you're going to get caught. Like that's just, you're definitely going to get busted. So like that part of that, of like being really transparent uh, is good for stuff like that. And I do agree. Like, Centralized exchanges when you're going to convert it back into fiat. I mean, it, it obviously needs to be transparent because, you know, there are some bad actors out there. But like for decentralization, if for like if I want, if you're like, hey, can you, you know, we're really good friends, and I send you twenty dollars or something, like it's no one's business. Like, um, so there's chains. Like there's one on um, Cosmos. It's called Secret Network, and initially started off at, with it was called Enigma. It was built on. Um, Ethereum, but they came over because they wanted their own chain and they understood that they couldn't scale and what they were trying to do wasn't, it was literally impossible built, being built on Ethereum. So they started up their own sovereign chain called Secret Network. And what's cool about it, it's programmable privacy. And I believe the privacy aspect is going to be how the future of, of crypto is when it comes to the privacy standpoint if on chain because it's they use descriptive uh, encryption. So what that means is like, there's no way they can like mess with the code, but also on you as a user, you can still produce your records for like tax purposes or whatever your use case is, but also you can hide them. So every transaction you do that, that with, within their, um, you know, their blockchain is, is hidden from, from everyone. So I think that's kind of a good use case. Like, but this type of service that you guys offer is amazing because I used to do everything like, okay, well, I want some random token. I'm going to send it over to like, I don't know, KuCoin. And then you have to swap, right? And it, it takes so much time. No one has all this time. And then sometimes they're always on the IOUs, you know? So like maybe it's a token that they don't even want to let you get off their thing. And they'll say, oh, there's wallet upgrades or some bullshit, you know, saying this and that. But it's garbage. It's like, no, it's because you don't have enough liquidity or whatever you got going on, and you're just not letting people do stuff. And that's why, like, I try not to use any centralized exchanges ever for anything, like unless I needed to take out crypto and you know go back to cash for whatever, pay bills or something. But I don't want to do any swaps on any centralized exchanges. And I think a lot of people are misinformed in this space. So maybe they had something in Cosmos, and they're like, hey. Well, I want to go buy this other token. And then maybe they, I don't know, maybe some people send it back to Binance or they send it to Coinbase or whatever. And then they do the swap and then they send it back and there's all these fees and everything else. And so that's kind of why I like services like this, because it's very easy. Now, the problem with exchanges also, if you don't want to hold the money there, but you still use it to swap, then you have to take it there then you have to take it back it's the fees as you mentioned so like it's the constant kind of transacting back and forth which is first inconvenient and second is expensive in most cases especially with the assets that are like pretty expensive to transact i think that you wanted to ask if we can list other chains also in in the in the first sentence and uh including osmosis and actually i can look into that because we do use other providers and we can add providers so i can just look at that with the team and if there is the technical possibility to do so we're always happy to do so and many people actually ask us to list this and that and 
in ma- many cases, it's some decent assets with great communities. So it's very pleasant to hear all this feedback on listing the new assets and adding new providers and stuff like this. And actually, which brings us to community, because I believe that Cosmos has a very tight community. And every I just went to Osmosis website and it says everywhere that like you can join the discussions and you can learn and you can become the member and do you think this is kind of like a key point of onboarding crypto where you have this kind of community that explains you things and probably tells you what services are better to use and just teaches especially the newcomers i believe that's important for the newcomers yeah so i mean that's like i said when i like my my backstory is like COVID happened, I got laid off for a few months. I always knew what crypto was, but I wasn't serious about it. When COVID happened, I was like, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get into this. So I had a lot of free time. And you know, like I said earlier, I started off with the Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, maybe like some XRP, like all the top ones that you can actually find on like just any search that's always going to pop up. But the type of like attitude and how I am is I'm really competitive and I love learning. So I, I would understand, I would read all these white papers and then I would, I would come to a conclusion like, well, what about the future? Say um, a billion people start using it. Is it going to be usable? Is it going to be feasible? Is it going to be reliable? Is it decentralized? Is it going to be able to talk and communicate from what, like how the current internet is? And I, I always kept coming to this conclusion like, no, there's all this fragmentation. And the way I looked at it, like it's like I always like to use like metaphors, but I'm like each one of these places is like a like a uh, private island or a remote island, and they all speak their own language, and none of them can communicate with one another at all. They don't know what each other's each other are doing. They can't send any like I was using. I said resources, but we'll use data. Can't send any data or do anything from one another. Like there's got to be something better that's actually working on this infrastructure. Because in order for all this to work, you need the infrastructure. And the only thing I came to, like after I keep, I kept asking all these types of questions, was I, I ended up finding Cosmos. And real, more specifically at the time, it was Osmosis back in like end of June, right after it launched in June and July. And then that's really when I went down the rabbit hole, no pun intended, but I just like spent thousands of hours and I was so fascinated with what they're trying to do. And I learned about every single developer and who like basically all the all the founders of every particular chain and i was like wow this is amazing stuff and like i said i'm not it's not that i'm against vc money but there's very minimum vc money in all these different chains and they 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 let you kind of be the, the vcs they give you airdrops and they reward you for being loyal to like like stake and adam and realistically the adam token right now is nothing more than just like a way of uh of a medium of exchange and like uh basically to stake it really like it doesn't really have anything technically built on the atom chain called the cosmos hub but they build all the infrastructure for everyone else to do what they want to do and um it's it's just really empowering because like with, with all these different communities they give back and i mean i was i was a testament of it so like i got into i never had a telegram group i never had a twitter i'm a little bit older and if you told me over a year ago that like hey one day you're going to be doing twitter spaces and you're going to be twitter's going to be a part of your life i would think you're insane you know and um i started just helping out like on telegram and i was just asking questions and getting answers and just studying and studying and studying and then uh like everyone was just so involved and they still are 
In fact, osmosis was the first crypto ever in, in crypto history to reach the top 100 per market cap with never being on a centralized exchange. And then Juno, which is a part of Cosmos, is the same thing. Like they busted through the top 100 without ever being on a centralized exchange. And maybe they were on some smaller ones, but when, when you're on a centralized exchange, uh, anyone can buy your token and put it on any exchange. But they never they never paid listing fees and never did any of that type of stuff. They just like the, the motto always with osmosis was if you want to list it, you have to buy it just like everyone else and then put it on your exchange. And it's still the same way. And Juno did the same thing. And yeah, now some of these exchanges have those tokens on it. It was just like the whole if we build it, they'll come type thing. And and that's kind of empowering and um, you you get so much out of it because it's just like all these different communities. And I'm not trying to be a maxi. I mean, I've been involved in, in this for a while and I listen to other spaces and stuff like that. People outside of IBC, like all people talk about in Cosmos is like purely the technology. Like it's all about the tech and people love the tech and I, and I just love the tech. And I do think that there's a world where we can be completely, truly decentralized. I mean, I don't know if it comes to the point where like, if you have a business and I have a business, you're like, you only accept, you know, particular currencies. It's kind of like a bartering system. You know, I don't know. Okay. I think at some point that everything would still technically be based off like the United States dollar. Cause it's going to take a long time for that not to happen. There's just too many people that are like, if you look at world politics anywhere, really, it's all a lot of old people, <laughs> a lot of old people, a lot. And they're not old, but they're old, old. I mean, look at our like the president of the United States. He's like almost 80 years old, you know? Like, do you think he really understands how to use crypto? No, there's no way. You know what I mean? Like, he barely probably can use any computer. He's, he's 80 years old. Like, I mean, no, no offense. When I'm 80, I don't want to be doing anything. Uh, you know, I want to be chilling, playing golf, and hoping I still can live a life. I don't want to be running the country. But, like, that's not just him. Like, it's just, like, everywhere. Like, all these countries that have, like, a lot of power. It's, like, a lot of old people. So they're eventually, you know, the younger people are going to come in and they're going to prioritize technology and crypto. And I think we do have a shot. I just think it's going to take a lot longer than what people would like, in my opinion. Yeah, with the old people, that's a very fair topic because like, I, I don't know, right now it's still the, the question of kind of like the government acceptance of crypto and some kind of like regulation, all of this stuff is still ongoing. But like some years ago, it was before, long before COVID. I, I don't know when, when did COVID start. It was like two years ago or something. I, I'm totally lost in time because it seems to be going forever. Oh yeah, uh, I hear that. Yeah, like lots of crypto conferences were going on. I think they still go on, but just without me because I'm not traveling anywhere anymore because I'm super tired of that because of all the COVID and stuff like that. But yeah, it's not the point about me traveling, but it was all about these crypto conferences only talking about the fact how we should explain crypto to people who work in the government, to people who are running at least something that is dealing with some monetary policies. But the point is that majority of these people probably except for some very, very, very rare occasions. Like I probably saw like two people who were not 40 and all of them, like all the other ones were post 70 and they don't understand, like even in the simplest terms, 
they don't understand how it works they don't understand why it's needed they don't understand the use of decentralization like why would you ever need to hide something or why would you ever want to not to use dollar and stuff like this and probably it's it's a very like dark thought that they just need to kind of pass to for somebody to understand what actually goes on but what scares me that more people like this will follow and they will probably be younger but they will be like 5 years younger and it's not going to really help the situation at all which brings us to the next topic probably and it, this is whether it really needs to merge with governments or it can just coexist as it does right now it's so hard to say uh i i think on a governmental spectrum that there needs to be a lot of change a lot of a big huge reset um so I'm, I'm i i don't know too many things about other world governments but i know like in america there needs to be a lot of change and i hope to see it in my lifetime what i mean by that is like this whole like you get in congress and you could just ride to the sunset like that needs to change like you did your service you served whatever how many years and it's not a, it's not that I'm against older people. I just like I'm 36 and like I don't have the t- I don't have the energy that I had when I was in my 20s, you know. And when I'm in my 50s, I'm not going to have the energy that I have in 36. And I take care of myself. There's no way that these people in power that are like they they're in their 70s and like some of them are probably in their 80s or whatever. There's no way they can keep up with everyone. You know what I mean? It's like they need to like they can't relay right. They can't relate right. Like my, like our parents' generation, there's no way one day they were like sitting at home and they're like in their teenager years or whatever. They're like, Hey, like we're going to be able to order stuff on the computer one day and, and have it come to our house. Like they probably never thought of that. Or I can pick up my phone and talk to anyone in the world. Like that was probably never a thought, you know? And then when I'm probably their age, there's probably stuff that I can't even think of that's going to happen. You know, it's like, you can't relay with that. So you, you have these, the younger generation, they're building the world essentially. And um, it's not like the, it's not that they're not needed, um, but they're more, you know, they're I guess they're they're smarter when it comes to like things like maybe old school ways of doing things um, like building infrastructure. And you still need all the plumbers and you need the electricians and you people need to have specialized work. That's never going to change. Like, I don't see robots being able to build pipes and do all that type of stuff. Like those people are definitely ne- necessary. But there's so many people that um they're just not keeping up with the times you know like my job in real life i talk to all kind of different people right and and um some of the the questions that i get you know they they may have had to wait a long time to get get a hold of me about something and it's something they could have just put in google like a simple question right and it would have answered them and and they don't use the technology but these are the type of people that you know they have all the power and control in the world it's it's kind of scary in my opinion that a lot of people probably <laughs> that have a lot of power you know their their great grandchildren probably know how to use the computer better than them and they're probably 5 or 6 years old you know what i mean and it's like this is the future like technology's not going anywhere right like it's been here i've been studying technology forever like the only way it goes away is like if we get hit by a meteor right and there's no way of like communications with any electronics or something but i don't see that happen and at that point it doesn't matter but we need to open up the just need to open up everything to younger people you know i'm not saying like they they have to like all go away but there needs to be some sort of uh 
incentive to to stay there. Like you don't just get in and then that's it. Like you're just in this like fraternity, whether you're on the right or the left or whatever. It, it, you need fresh ideas. Like there, there's too much stag. Like the fact that I look outside and I travel, to, you know, eight hours away in a car, and the roads are terrible and like we have all these resources, but like we're we're like stuck in the 1950s with like infrastructure in our country. It's just mind blowing, you know. It's like we can land rovers on Mars, but we can't have a nice railway or some speedway that I can drive instead of it being eight hours. I can hop on this super train and get there in an hour and a half or something. Like it's just it's nuts, and um, and I think it's all due to them because it's just they all have this power, and they're all just in this big circle of just just helping one another out. And, uh, I don't know how long it takes for the new, the new people and the new ideas to get in there and change everything up. Cause nothing's going to change, right? Like they can say all they want. And I've learned, and I've studied this a long time. And just from my experiences and even listening to my parents and my family and all they do is point the finger, you know, but they don't ever present any solutions. It's just, Oh, it's this person's fault or this person's he's a Republican. It's his fault. This person's a Democrat. It's their fault. Like, they don't have any solutions. And my solution is, is the is a technology that basically has rules with no rollers and it's set in stone. And this is the this is the game we're all playing by. And now we at least know the rules of engagement. Like no one knows the rules of engagement in the world right now, like in the in the web two and just in real life with politics and everything. It's it's just nuts. So you know, not to be dark and deep about it, but I, I just, th- in my opinion, one of the reasons I always resonate with crypto too is I really feel that it's more than just a technology. It's trying to right all the wrongs of like so many different things, whether it's financial, it can even help, it can help out with um, pr- like government and w- with policies and, and voting and just like everything because it's decentralized and um, every everything can be held accountable. Like they could say whatever they want about like elections and stuff. Like I can't, I can't track it. And I've heard rumors that people are trying to like get, get their, um, you know, proof of what they did and they, and they, they don't get it. You know what I mean? But like, if, imagine if like the voting system was on a, like a completely truly decentralized chain and you can see it doesn't have to be the person's name, but you can have the total amount of votes and, and everything's on chain. And if they really wanted to dig into it, they, you know, they could see like, Oh, this wallet voted this way and actually have it where it's all, it's all there for anyone to see it on chain. As opposed to like you, people don't know, it's just it's what someone tells you. You know what I mean? And that's obviously um, the way things are and where it can't be trusted. So at least I feel like I could trust crypto because it, it is transparent. So I think with the elections, actually, that's a great point because when I just started in crypto, that was the first thing that kind of was told to me, and I and I tried to understand what blockchain is and like what can it do and what's it for. And it was hard because, unfortunately, there was no community that could point me in any direction. Probably before, like, I started traveling, I started like meeting people, and it was probably Zcash community who told me the most because, honestly, they were the first I met, and it was very interesting. Uh, however, this like blockchain voting and blockchain elections, it seemed to be so groundbreaking and like so amazing that everything can be trackable without yeah you don't have to disclose identities and stuff like this but you can actually see all the data that's been put there and nobody's going to be there to change it but well i haven't seen it work yet unfortunately but probably someday hopefully we will um 
there is another point though because uh, you said about the younger generation like being more kind of active and probably like better with the info and they live in this kind of infused internet infused world from the very young age i didn't yet so okay okay i'm a little bit older than people who are living with the internet all their life uh, but uh, do you think that they will be easier to kind of accept and understand crypto and blockchain and the trends generally because it seems to be kind of like it's logical that it would be easier for them because it is technology and it is out there in the internet but also they're so taught to be exposed at, at some point probably because of the social networks and like all the activity that they might not see the need for it at some point which is kind of like controversial i guess yeah so i mean they'll definitely be more accepting i mean uh, a lot of people i mean most people especially males they play video games right so like boys right now they're playing like say fortnite and fortnite is essentially i mean i don't want to say brainwashing but they're 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 giving i don't even know the word i'm thinking of right now but they have their own in-house currency called v-bucks so realistically it's almost like crypto you know so they're already kind of they're already kind of used to using the crypto in a sense and like that's going to be the next evolution of of crypto too it's going to be play to earn games it's going to be you know music and um having like your own currency your own little it's all about having micro economies like Fortnite's a billion dollar economy basically it's billion plus just from a video game and um like stuff like that's going to happen and they definitely will be more inept to to understand it i don't mean like them running the world like i think I don't want to be biased, but like my generation has seen it all, right? Like I grew up with like every like thing of technology from like, I remember getting to go into the store, get 28 floppy disks to install a game, you know? And then like after disk 24, that was corrupted. I'd have to go back to whatever the store was and go get all the floppy disks and put it back in there. And I've, you know, a computer that didn't even have one gig hard drive and, you know, to what it is now. So like I'm more understanding of 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 seeing all the different changes and I understand it from both perspectives and it's um uh, you know I don't try to say like the whole world can change by technology because it's not it's not the truth like you definitely still need the 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 people that are specialized workers like that's never going to go away you know like people that have like can build houses and just like do things you always need those type of people but there's a there's a huge uh, gap in this country and probably in the world with with education in general, where like you were saying, I think the the younger generation would would kind of um, fell a little bit when it comes to that because they are so used to being on the computer and putting everything out there, but they also to me can be very manipulated. Um, not just their generation, but everyone. I mean, just how people are, you know, something serious is happening. It's so easy for the news or whatever to just like talk about the Kardashians or something. And it just distracts people from actual, actually pushing or learning about real things that are actually happening. So that's kind of a balance, but, uh, yeah, the, this whole like when you turn on like a state of union address and everyone in there looks like they're like your great grandparent or something, um, you know, they're they're obviously they put in the time to do, get to where they are. But like, I don't know, like, I, I don't know people that want to be that age and still be doing that. Like when you want to be like seven years old and after you work, you know, 30, 40 years and 
you're just like, all right, I just want to chill out with my grandchildren and travel and just relax. Like, I don't get it, you know, and it kind of scares me that that's still a thing. Like, I think there should be like an age limit, you know, just like there's like, after so many years, you have to take a driver's test. Like if you're, you're old, like it's just the way it is. We're all going to get old. You know, it's like they should have to qualify and reapply and actually, you know, show that they're capable of doing whatever, whether it's like a physical test or, you know, whatever it is. Like it's because things change, you know, and until stuff like that starts to change and peel off, then I don't know like how long it takes for all this to, to be a reality because I believe in it. You know, and I, I, I'm going for it and I put, I devote pretty much my life to crypto, but, um, it's, it's so hard to say because unfortunately they still have all the control and the power and they could never totally shut down crypto, but they can make it really difficult. And I don't know if they technically all want to, because I mean, they've already, I mean, they, they torched everything, you know, like I remember as a kid being able to put in money in the bank and actually get, you know, a legitimate return on my investment. And it would be inflation and I can buy a savings bond and actually make some money with it. Now it's just, a, it's a complete joke. You know, like there's this, it's all based on faith and um, there's no value to anything. They just print money and just give out free loans. And it's just like, it all trickles down to like the, the huge people and the, you know, the, the people that have all the money and it's just slowly, but surely just like, you know, eviscerating the people in the middle and trying to make it just almost like a two-tier society. And I'm not, not like I said, I'm not trying to get conspiratorial, but I study economics and it, it, and the, the, there's no other solution really, in my opinion, besides having hard assets that you could actually understand like, okay, there's 21 million Bitcoins ever. And really there's less than that because people lost so many of them over time. So let's say there's 20 million or 19 million. Well, at least, you know, like, Hey, one Bitcoin today is worth whatever 20k and you know it's you know like you have one of of the 20 million and there's no way that there's 20 other million out there and there there needs to be some sort of um way of tracking things you know you can't track anything else like um how many dollars are out there how many francs how many euro like you just don't know and it just makes it literally impossible you know and uh it's just it has to change we all got to keep doing it and we need to keep educating people because that's where it's at the lack of education in in life in general is just crazy but especially in this space i mean um and it takes it takes all the developers too to make it more simplistic and not you know you need 50 wallets to go on all these different chains and stuff like that too it just needs to be more simplistic we all got to keep working at it we're all here because we want to be here like no one's in this space right now during the bear market unless they really believe in it and want to be here like why why else would you be you know what i mean you're not gonna spend your time listening to me rambling unless you actually believe in this thing so just all we all got to do be a part of it that's all that's very true. Also, we can just say that people who have been here for a long time has seen the development because it's been huge like with the services, with the assets, with everything, because over like a decade, even less, it grew to from like something completely unusable and like kind of crazy to actual like assets and services and like decentralized communities, which is crazy. And like the amount of work that people put in there is insane. And hopefully we'll just keep building and keep going and keep educating people about it. Because right now there is a lot of dissatisfaction with the fiat in any world. So it can be dollar, it can be euro, it can be any asset. Also there's like a bunch of countries where 
their national currency is just like flopping and deflating and it's horrible. So the more they know about the fact that crypto is out there and the more they know that it is usable and the better we do our job in spreading information, probably the more happy people we will see in the space in the future and probably it will become much more crowded and much more kind of diverse because all the people who go here also bring something with them can be opinions, can be some services, can be products that they do. And it's great to see it grow because nobody can forbid you to grow anything here, which is a great thing about crypto and a great thing about blockchain. And yeah, so we're all pretty excited for the future here in Staldex as well, which is like, I work in a crypto company, which is like, it couldn't be imagined a few years back. So it's moving. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like definitely a positive it's definitely idea. Moving. Yeah, it's definitely moving. So yeah, I mean, uh, I just wanted to thank you for inviting me and let me just like I don't know vent. <laughs> I did a lot of venting about like I don't really talk about like I don't want to say politics or whatever, but I try to look at it from everything and and understand things and and try to give an educated guess. And nothing I ever says financial advice, but. I believe in crypto. Like I'm, I'm going out. I always say this on my shows. Like I'm going out on my sword. I don't. I recommend anyone else going out on their sword. But I came to the conclusion. I've worked my, I've worked my ass off my whole life, and I'm okay with being that guy that ha it has to be 70 years old working just to pay my bills. Do I want that? No. But I, I think really in my in my lifetime, and, and for me to actually make a change and potentially change other people's lives, like. I see this more as a way of doing that because it, it's global. It's, it doesn't matter where you're from. And and I'm a testament of it. The fact that I'm even doing any of this is the fact of decentralization and community because the people in Cosmos embrace me and uh, I've got to go to real life events and meet people from all over the world. And um, it didn't matter like where they're from or what color they were, or what they believe in and what religion, none of that matters. We're like all, we're just all one. It was like a family and it was really inspiring. And I do recommend anyone out there, like if you've never actually been to a crypto event, like you should definitely go. And especially if you can, if you have the financial wherewithal to do it, like during a bear market, because every single person there wants to be there. They're not there because they're like, oh my God, like my, my bag is going to a million dollars tomorrow. They're there because they actually believe in the technology, the movement, the camar camaraderie, the just everything about it. It's, it's like, it's cool. Like you, when you buy a crypto, it's like a part of you. It's not just like an investment. Like you can actually become like it's like a it's everything it really in my opinion it's really everything yeah there are people in this space not many of them that are solely here just to make money they don't care they'll run over the grandmother grandmother to make that money and you know there are unfortunately there are nefarious people out there you just got to be safe and you know take all the pre uh, measurements get a ledger um, never click on links unless you verify it if you're on your computer i highly recommend using malware bytes i'm not sponsored by any of these this is what i do it scans your computer. You can put it in the background and make sure you don't have any malicious files or anything on your computer. Uh, VirusTotal.com, I think it is. You can put any website in it into it, and it will just scan to make sure there's no no, no garbage on it, basically. Uh, and just be safe. Like don't don't click links. If if you're on Telegram, people aren't going to DM you that pretend to be administrators or, or or CEOs or founders. They're just not going to. So like just have flags up right away. You know, um, if you like NFTs, like which I do, 
uh, especially on certain blockchains like Solana. He should probably have like a burner wallet where you barely have if the if the mint's technically one soul, then just have one soul on it because if you get burned, at least you only got burned for one soul and not all of it. Because there are people out there that will make a smart contract and pretend that it's a free mint or it's a you know this, the mint is one soul and then they end up taking fifteen or sixteen off of you. It actually happened to me um, in, in the past, and uh, you just got to take all the steps and. You know, use like uh, Coin Gecko, and it'll have the official links to whatever particular blockchain, and you can verify it. And most of these chains have their own official Twitter. You can always ask on there. Um, just be safe, because there are a lot of bad actors out there that try to take advantage. They're they're like predators. They just try to take advantage of people that come into this space that are newer. So even if you're not newer, and it sounds simplistic, what I'm saying, just try to lend a hand to the other person, man. Because it's like you never know. Like that person that might have got ripped off may have had i don't know a lot of money to put in the space and they may know a lot of other people and they, they might just badmouth crypto because they got ripped off one time and like oh it's a scam you know and, and it's just it takes one piece at a time it's like this gigantic masterpiece and i think we're all part of it we just all have to do our own duty and uh one thing i could tell you too from personal experience is this space is growing so fast and there's not enough help there's not enough people in this space that have talent. There, There's plenty of it, but there, we need more of it. So I think every person has some sort of unique uh, quality about them. Maybe you're an artist, whatever. Like that we, everything can technically be in crypto. So like, don't, you know, reach out. Like I'm here to help. That's my thing too, is like, I'll help anyone do anything and, and put you at least if I don't know the answer or who the person I'll try to get out, reach out to that person and, and help you and do whatever you want to do in crypto. Cause uh, it's it is a movement. That's what I like about it. So, those but, are great words, actually. Like you should always remember about the safety. There were lots of words about it, but it's never like bad to remind people. Yeah, there is scam, just like in any other field. Basically, crypto is not the only one, and there are some bad people out there. But you should just be careful. Also, if you choose. To, and actually, this is why we all gather in here. Probably you should like make this turn and kind of start thinking, if you aren't already, start thinking about self-custody, start thinking about not using centralized services because you never know what they can do to your funds and never know who is behind all of that. That can happen as well. And yeah, stay safe, stay uh, kind of positive about the future because if you are here really like, that's half of the way. It's even more than half of the way. And you can always bring something and you can always find people who are able and willing to help. And Cosmos Hoss is definitely one of them. So, and hopefully we are as well, because you can always ask us if you don't understand something or you want some information and if, just drop by, drop, drop by a Telegram, drop by a Twitter. I try to stay online as much as possible also if i don't my colleagues do so somebody will always be there for you thank you yeah i just want to shout out everyone that stopped by and uh i'm not sponsored by stealth i just like their services and i i like what they can do and i'll end it on too is like if you only have one wallet for like say kepler or one metamask or whatever you you may want to just for security purposes you, you may want to have another one and, you know, you can always uh, send some crypto from that one and send it on stealth and have them send it to your new address or whatever, you know, because I, I, I preach of having um, 
backups to backups. I look at it like, okay, hypothetically, worst case scenario, one of my wallets got compromised, which I'll, you know, do my best not for something like that to happen. At least you don't have all your eggs in one basket. I say that for security purposes. And I also preach that about um, investing and always be diversified. You never know what's going to happen, you know? So um, I just appreciate everyone stopping by, spending your time listening to me ramble and <laughs> appreciate, uh, is, how do you say, it? is it Marija? Is that no, it's Maria. It's just the spelling. Oh, because I was like yeah. looking at it. I was like, that's so because uh, like nobody can get it. That's the that's the point. I, I put it down and then nobody can pronounce it. Well, I know Jay <laughs> Spanish is uh do you have like a, a Latin background or something? I'm just trying to think. No, actually I'm 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 from Baltic States. I'm from Lithuania and, and in here <laughs> we have this kind of spelling as well. And okay. Yeah, this is, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i thought i was like that doesn't sound right but i have to say it like that because i don't want to say it like, okay so but i appreciate it this hopefully um yeah i'm always here to help you guys too and um like i said i, I just like your service because it's you can start up a new wallet and you know you can do all kind of things you don't have to send your crypto to a centralized exchange and then deal with all that headache and hopefully that they'll actually send it back to you and stuff like that. So I appreciate that and appreciate what you guys are doing in this space. And um, again, for everyone that stopped by, I appreciate it. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks to everybody who joined today. And we'll be happy to see you in Stellex. And we'll be happy to see you around in our social networks and drop us a message if you ever need something, if you need some help. And yeah, thanks, everyone. And if you use Stellex, we'll appreciate your feedback, too. We'll love feedback. I always ask people about it. So have a lovely rest of the day or night or morning, wherever you are. And thank you for tuning in. And thank you. See you guys. Take care. Thank you. Take care. Bye, everybody. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the StealthX AMA, hosted by Cosmos Haas, recorded on Wednesday, July 27th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When I'm cruising, I'm rushing, no booze on my tongue. When I'm losing my cool like a bruiser in London, the rules are confusing, so let loose the juices and try not to act like they tightened up the noose. These fools are abused like a problem stepchild, ruling the coop with some modest exile. I'm lost in the cube with the softest textiles, a comfy padded room where I'm walking my best miles. So wipe the smirk off your face when you're serving. I'm up with a platter, a bait behind the curtain, up with the curse. It's absurd to swerve it, letting these nerds know the wait was worth it i'll perk it up while i serve with some bullshit this ain't my first rodeo surrounded by humans opinionated merchants trying to steal your worth it's getting on my nerves so let's make them feel nervous Tit for tat when I'm spitting this rap shit Getting sick with it like I'm kissing bats It's spreading sickness like a fucking pandemic Gun to my head like write the damn epic My mood is exhumed from the darkest mistakes Sitting down in hell cooking up these mixtapes Living through nightmares and dreamscapes It takes more patience than a hospital police state So lock it down locked and loaded like they come for your guns Fuck no we won't be getting onto that bus Quietly sit back and watch the riot beat While the cops get filmed pirating all your privacy Sign on the dotted line and wave your rights and wave goodbye and pay no mind. You gotta wash the brain and erase the time. Now shut the fuck up while we wait in line.